0: well, welcome in, and thanks for listening. Uh, here we are. This is going to be Chapter 2 in our six-week summer series on my book, Bring It, and I have with me, as I told you last week, a very special guest. My buddy Adam Blazik is here. Adam, would you say hello? Yeah, to quote my man, Quint. What's up, what's up, everybody? That's right, that's right. That's um, right. So if you caught last week's episode, I mentioned Adam was going to be on for these next two weeks, and he's going to be sharing some of his thoughts um, mm-hmm. from my book, Bring It, uh, but actually how that came to be, um, and I'm going to have you tell this story, Adam, how that came to be was uh, about two years ago now, yeah. um, we started a small group with a bunch of people here at Erie First, and Adam and his wife jumped in on it. Um, we had never met. I sent him a Facebook message and said, hey, dude, we're starting this small group. We'd love to have you uh, get involved. They came. We handed out this book, and we went through it for six weeks, yeah. seven weeks, something like that. And uh, it was really good, and we had some great organic conversations, and that's really how we got to know each other was mm-hmm. through through that time, and um, things have happened since then. But I'll stop talking, and I'll let you kind of share, you know, share, share who you are and some of your story and then how that, situation that season of your life led to where you are right now
1: and what you're doing right now yeah so yeah we met in that in that small group but i'll i'll uh, rewind in my life about a year or so before i met Quint and joined his small group and um i actually got born again and uh i grew up catholic and grew up in erie pennsylvania and um just very religious very works-based do the things and, and god will love you and and there's no relationship there was no grace there was no there was no holy spirit in my heart i hadn't given myself to jesus um, and i i had met my wife a um, girlfriend at the time and then right after i met her i flew out to the Republic of Georgia, with shout out to any listeners who know where the Republic of Georgia. We have is. a
0: ton of listeners in the Republic of Georgia for, the, for this podcast. So <laughs> good that they're going to be they're, touched they're, by this. They're stoked
1: right now. Yeah, so I I was playing pro basketball out there all the way by Russia, and um, that is where I met the Lord Jesus. I was just out of my comfort zone and just met God and, and realized how badly I needed Him, how I couldn't get rid of the sin I had in my life, and. I just wasn't happy. I had all the things. I was traveling, good family, good in school, successful in my basketball career, but I still wasn't happy. I was looking still, searching for it, and and I found it in Jesus And when I gave my life to Him. And so, yeah, fast forward, I ended up getting married not too long after I gave my life to Christ. Um, the Word of God says that a wife, a godly wife, is a gift from the Lord. It's a favor we receive, so I felt very much so that, and I'm sure... Any of my, uh, the listeners who have a godly wife can just agree that it's such a gift. Um, but I I came back and didn't know what to do. I played another basketball season, searching for the Lord. And then I got uh, cut for the first time ever. And fast forward, I ended up having an opportunity to become a pastor, which was never really in my sight and not necessarily on my mind. Um, but God just opened that desire in my heart and opened doors and as the Apostle Paul says, I'm not competent myself, but the Lord Jesus makes me competent. And so, yeah, I met Quint uh, before I ever came on staff. I was just at the church. I was at Erie First. Uh, my wife and I had decided to come here, and i um, grateful that he reached out and got me connected in. And actually, um, he Quint gave me the invite on uh, applying for the job that I now hold this position. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of funny. So it's interesting. The relationships, God works through so many times. Uh, we hear him in our personal lives, but if we aren't part of relationships and godly community, we won't be able to hear the fullness of what he's doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And, um, you know, it's just the power of community. And just when you're doing life with with each other, different things happen. And um, even if it hadn't been you ending up in ministry, because we were in community, mm-hmm. you would have had a sounding board to say, hey, what do you think about this opportunity? What do you think about that opportunity? Yeah. So that's huge very, very huge. Um, all right. So this book, um, bring it and kind of what we talked about, uh, we're going to, we're going to discuss chapter two, mm-hmm. um, which is this concept of boundaries. So last week we talked about chapter one, which was called sovereign strong and really, um, tried this best we could to get our arms around this concept of just God's sovereignty and how big he is and how, yes. um, you know, just how so often in life, um, and I mean, I wrote this in 2017, I think it's even more obvious, the correlations in 2020 with all the craziness that's happening that we're all living through, but so often in life we have these scenarios where circumstance just feels huge, circumstance and trials just feel daunting mm-hmm. and uh, and just insurmountable, or I mean, pick your adjective, right? But we just talked last week, this concept of God being our sovereign, strong God, and um, as he he's over all of it. He when we really pause, slow down, and remind ourselves how big our God is yeah. and how he over he, the truth. Yeah. Yes, yes. He just over, he's bigger than all the things we we do face. Not we not that we might face, but that we do face. We face all the time. John 16 says, um, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Like Jesus knew mm-hmm. stuff was gonna happen, right? Uh, So anyways, we did the best we could with that last week. If you haven't heard it, I'd encourage you to go back and give it another listen or give it a listen. But uh, this week, now we're going to talk about boundaries and this idea that really, um, and I said this in chapter one, I said this in the podcast last week, the, the amazing thing about this God that we serve who is so big is that he took these drastic steps to have personal relationship with us. So, as big as he is, as mighty as he is, he still desired relationship to the point that yeah. he sent Jesus Christ to have personal relationship with us, mm. as Adam was just talking, Hallelujah. and the the um, salvation experience you had just two years ago, or a little over two yeah, years ago. Yeah. So, so amazing, and so in this concept of boundaries, really what we're talking about is the growing boundaries of our relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus and with Father God, because... Our hope is not or or our, our salvation is not um, simply a a one-time like you just get in and mm-hmm. you're good, but it's we're supposed to grow in our relationship and grow in the depth and grow in the boundaries, hence the name of the title mm-hmm. of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Adam, I wondered um, in in reviewing this chapter, I remember from a couple of years ago just having solid conversations mm-hmm. about this. When you hear that word boundaries, when you think of that concept of growing your, the boundaries of your relationship with your Savior, mm-hmm. what jumps out to you? What, uh, what happens in your heart
1: and in yeah. your mind? Yeah, boundaries actually give me uh, peace. They give me peace because there's protection in boundaries. Mm. Um, and we come up under the Lord's uh, sovereignty, as you talked about in Chapter 1. We come up under... Um, just His plans for our life, and we just begin to agree with those things and make those agreements in our hearts. And and so the boundaries, uh, they get you started. They get you in the game. They get you on the right path. You know what's right and wrong. You just begin to know God's heart uh, as you spend time in the Word and prayer. And, um, and then they expand, and it's such a beautiful thing to start to um, receive more from the Lord. Um, I think Jesus says... Whoever is faithful with a little will be faithful with much, and I think that is, I can relate to boundaries. Definitely, is he watch? God is always watching us. He's always with us. He sees how we handle things, how we steward things. When we do well, he increases our boundaries, as um, you wrote about in this in this chapter. And that's a that's a really cool thing because we're not stuck at a place in Christianity. There's not a ceiling. Um, the scripture says First Corinthians. Three, I believe that we go from glory to glory, Um, and so that, from bigger boundaries to more responsibility to more experience with the Lord God, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So you actually, in your, um, how do I want to say this, like you almost perceive it more as like a security and a safety Mm -hmm. of, these are the boundaries I get to operate in, Mm -hmm. and then as I grow, they can expand. Yeah. Which is, I, that's, I, that's cool. That's I think
1: good. there it, it goes to be a, sh- there's a shift when you get to know the Lord, when you spend time with Him, it shifts from I'm restricted by these boundaries to these boundaries guard my life yeah. from destruction, from right, foolishness, right. from doing things my own way and then being really upset and now I wasted however long in my life, months or years, I see them as wow, like God is so good that He will put it out in front of me and say, this is what I want. This is what you got to stay away from. I'll be with you through this all. I'll protect you if you obey, if you walk with me. And that that gives me peace to live life in the boundaries of God and, and to watch them expand.
0: Right, right. So it's that safety that you get to live in mm-hmm. and experience. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And it, it is kind of the... Um, I mean this could spiral into a whole different theological discussion but it's this idea of even if you think of the 10 commandments and the fact that yes they reveal sin they yeah. reveal our shortcomings but to live inside those guardrails it's actually the most freeing thing it's life-giving <laughs> yeah. right so and I don't I don't want to open that sure. <laughs> can of opinions that's not my point but the point is that when when God gives us boundaries to live inside of it's because he has our best interests in mind. It's because he knows um he knows that when we trust him and when we live inside those boundaries, uh, we will experience the most amount of freedom. Mm. But when we're left to ourselves, we're just adrift at sea. We're just
1: I mean the scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And another way to say that is where the spirit is the Lord there's freedom and so when you become you come mm. up under the Lordship of Holy Spirit, you do walk in this freedom and you're not restricted anymore. you're actually free to live and you're free from sin obviously under Christ and right yeah beautiful it's the abundant life is through these through these boundaries that God gives you and expands
0: right Well and like even Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5 when he says, we've been set free but don't use your freedom for yourself but in love serve one another. Mm. So even in our freedom that we've been given, It is it is to just grow freedom that freedom may grow, um, but not that we have been free. It's that whole um, grace is so great. Should I sin so that grace may abound? Absolutely not. Right, right. That's not. That is not the message or the point. The point is that we have the opportunity to live in this freedom and share it with others. Um, but the freedom is in knowing that God has our best interests in mind mm-hmm. with the boundaries that he does give us mm-hmm. so cool all right well that's really good I, I like that um, I like that perspective because it, it takes the proper perspective of as opposed to I guess when I asked the question my initial thought was um, how how do you I didn't say it this concisely and I'm glad I didn't but how do you uh, perceive God expanding the boundaries of your relationship with God, but you took it a totally different way, mm-hmm. in, which I like, of um, the boundaries God has given us are freeing, mm-hmm. and when we realize that and live inside them, mm-hmm. then they grow. So it's mm-hmm. not a, I need to pursue God so I can get more, so mm-hmm. I can do more, but it's a, I get to pursue God, and yeah. then the rest is up to Him. Yeah. He's gonna do what He's gonna do, yeah. right? So yeah. that's really good. Yeah, I love beautiful. that. Um, okay, so then the next thought I had: uh, one of the subtitles in this chapter is called "Holiness over Happiness." Yeah. And a friend of mine preached a sermon one time, and he said, "I don't want to make anybody mad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest. God is much more concerned with your holiness than he is your happiness." Facts. So, um, what? What comes to mind for you when I yeah. say that other than facts? What you stirs up for and you?
1: And amen. I think uh, <clears throat> just some scripture comes to mind. Um, Jesus, Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, blessed are the pure of heart, they will see God. I think everyone listening here, they want to see God in their life. They mm-hmm. want people to see God through them. And Jesus says, blessed are the pure of heart, pure and holy are the same a synonym. Um, I think it's in Hebrews 12, 14. That it says without holiness no one will see the lord in us that to live at peace with all people and to have holiness and so <clears throat> god wants us to be holy so we can have the joy which which you talked about in this chapter so we can have the abundant life so our boundaries can expand if i don't live holy if i don't choose to obey god's commands which is to love god <clears throat> There is no way the Lord's expanding my territory. There's no way He's expanding my boundaries to get more for more responsibility, to touch more lives, maybe to have a bigger platform, whatever it might be, to serve more people. If I'm not reflecting His image, He's not giving me more airtime, so to speak. Right, right, right. It's about the obedience and walking in obedience of the commands and being purified by the Holy Spirit, having that grace to be washed, cleansed from our sins, and living in that holiness That gives you your happiness. That gives you everything. It's more than just happiness. It's everything. It takes you from just seeking one thing. I want to be happy to when you seek holiness, he gives you happy plus a thousand other descriptions or adjectives.
0: Sure. Well, and I think what you'll find is there's a really big difference between the joy of the Lord and what we call happiness, Mm. right? And so happiness is... First of all, we shouldn't be pushed around or influenced primarily by our feelings, right? So, okay. so um, when we are living in holiness, and actually, if you read in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, Paul writing, he says um, that God desired from the beginning of time to make us whole and holy. Mm-hmm. So if the object of Christianity, of coming into relationship with Jesus Christ is to be restored and to be made whole mm-hmm. and holy. It doesn't say whole and happy. Mm-hmm. It says whole and holy. If that is the goal, that's the end game of all this, then uh, that should be our main goal too, right. right? It shouldn't be, um, again, John 16, Jesus said, take heart for I have overcome the world, meaning stuff's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Things are gonna rise up, but you can take heart because you uh, you live in me, you live in union with me, and when you live in union with me, uh, you will be made whole again, and you will be on this continual pursuit and path of holiness.
1: Yeah, I like you said, whole and holy, not whole and happy, which is true, and it's also not in part and holy. Right. So when we become holy, when we become more like our Savior Jesus, when we start, when we continue to walk with Him let things go, let sin strongholds get broken by the blood of Jesus when we just pursue this relationship and we release the world, we have no more love for the world in our heart, we become whole. We become restored like you said like Ephesians 1 says, back to fullness of life, back to the purpose of why we were created, our destiny And so if you're if you're listening right now and you don't feel the whole of that whole and holy, um, let's I, let's start there yeah, right yeah I encourage you to. To figure out, okay, well, what's keeping me from being whole? Well, why am I not operating in this? And it could be something, I am I have too much of the world in me. I'm spending too much time watching TV, or I'm spending too much time listening to blank. If we remove parts of the world and we put more of the Word in us, mm. we become more whole. We become more holy. It's just that they go together.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a part I really like, Quinn, that's... Um, you talked about joy. that You separated joy from happiness, mm-hmm. um, which is so true. Uh, I think it's page 22. It says, joy from God the Father is far deeper than the temporary happiness we often find for ourselves. Joy from God the Father is far deeper than the temporary happiness we find for ourselves. And, and I was reading this and just considering what we would speak about today. And I just asked myself and asked the Lord, what is joy? What is joy? And I I just, I wanted to share kind of what I felt. Um, And I heard this, having, joy is having and actively living in the peace of God through the Lord Jesus. To have joy is to be living actively in the peace of God through Jesus. We have joy because we don't have condemnation anymore. Right. There's no condemnation. We have joy because we're made... One with the Father in heaven, we've been restored, and so when we live in that every single day, when we actively have the relationship with the Lord that He calls us into, we get to have this joy. We're made right with God. Our salvation is is proven by the way we live our life. Right.
0: Well, and you know we have holiness because yeah. of Jesus Christ. Because yes. it says multiple places, mm-hmm. um, and this is not a pass to not strive with everything you have, but you know we will fall short. In, in attaining holiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will we will strive and we will fail, we will strive and we will fail, but Jesus is who makes us holy, yes. and that's throughout... I don't have the, the verses right in front of me, but I just preached a sermon that that kind of shares the same idea, and it's in Hebrews, it's in 1 Corinthians, uh, it's in Romans, that Jesus has imputed righteousness yeah. onto us. So we are holy, we are righteous um, in spite of our best or worst efforts. Yeah. But that's not a reason not to strive for, for continued purification, sanctification, and holiness yeah. on our end. So, yeah.
1: that's, that's a. I, I think of when we, when we are born again, when we give our life to Christ, we are immediately made righteous before God in the Father's eyes. We're made holy, we're pre- presented holy and blameless in the lord's eyes he doesn't he's not captured by time like as you talk about a lot quinn he doesn't he's not bound by time so he sees the end result so what we get to do is partner with the holy spirit and the grace of god we ask for the grace of god every day to become holy to become what he already knows we are what he sees us as when he looks at his children when we're walking in the grace of god we are holy in his eyes
0: right right and it's
1: up to us to, to like you said to the To strive or to just continue in to abide to work at attaining this through the grace of God to being intentional like you're not just going to become holy overnight you got to make choices every day what 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 is keeping me from being holy what can I do more how much how many more people can I serve whatever things that God's put on your heart and it'll be different for everyone but we get to partner with the Holy Spirit to get to this end result that God already sees and has declared that we are in Christ.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Well, and honestly, that that ties in really well with something I said earlier in this chapter on page sixteen. Um, a lot of times you'll hear this verse, Psalm thirty-seven four, quoted to in, in light of different things. Uh, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And I think um, it's a very American view, a very American Christianity view to to think. Um, if I do this I will get that mm-hmm. right if I take delight in the Lord he'll give me these things right my new car my yeah <laughs> yeah whatever it material, is yeah. and there's nothing wrong with material things but I just right. do not believe that's what this verse is talking about I believe and I wrote and I'll say it now that what this ultimately means is take pleasure in the things of God and he will literally I've seen this in my life Adam I think you can say you've seen yeah. this in your life. He will literally replace your personal hopes, dreams, and desires with new ones mm-hmm. that are more satisfying, more godly, more on target with his plan for your life. But the most amazing thing is he also gives you like you get enjoyment out of them. So he yeah. didn't he didn't take you out of pro basketball mm-hmm. and put you in a pastoral role and you're like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, you love what you yes. do now, right? Yeah. And, and so that's the most amazing thing is that it's not this, uh, he's going to take this away and he's going to give you that, and you'll do it because you're a good sport, yeah. but ultimately you really do wish you were back on yeah, the court, right? right? Like, yeah. are there times you might miss that? Sure, you're still a human and it's natural or whatever, but at the end of the day, he has literally, I mean, I remember the letter that you wrote when you retired from basketball yeah. and just kind of the, hey, I got a whole lot left in the tank, but I'm I'm going over here. Yeah, you know I'm going. What did you say? I'm going from jumpers to Jesus. Yeah, jump shots to Jesus, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think it's so amazing, and so, and I mean, I'm the same way. Um, yeah. My story and just different things that I've done or not done, hopes I had or didn't have, and but God just said you know, five, six years ago now, this is my plan for your life. Yes. And I've never looked back. I've never even, you know what I mean? There's so not, There's no regrets. No, yeah. exactly. And so that's what I believe. Um, I'm not giving you Greek and Hebrew breakdowns <laughs> and anything like that. I'm just saying when I read Psalm 37, 4, and I look at it, I look at my life through the lens of take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you desires.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I think of... uh Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will right. be handed. It's the same. Take delight in the Lord first and he'll give you the desires that you really want, but you don't know. And I, I a hundred percent have testimony on this. Like you said, my whole life, I grew up playing basketball. That was, it was an idol in my life until I got born again. But even after I got born again, I just enjoyed the game. It was all I knew to be honest. And, but I began to take delight in the Lord. I began to, to seek Him first, seek His kingdom first. My relationship, I wanted to know how do I hear God's voice? What does praying sound like? I want to just worship in spirit and truth. I'm reading all these things, I want to start living them. And it's amazing. I, one, I finally gave up pursuing my own glory. And of course, the Lord, I'm, I win an MVP the, the season I get born again of the league and so like God's like, Well, okay, now I get to be glorified, so here you go. Right. And then I just continue to press in. And the season after I won the MVP, I didn't feel like training that much. Right. Because my desires were starting to change. I didn't know what was happening, but my workouts were way harder. And I'm like, Why why do I not love getting in the gym like I used to? Right, right. And it was because the Lord was starting to change the desire of my heart. He was saying, Hey, basketball has been good and I've used it. I'm going to continue to use it in your life. But I got a new thing coming. If you continue to seek me first, I'm going to reveal it to you. Mm-hmm. And I believe wholeheartedly because I sought the Lord and just said, I don't know what you want, but I want you, God. He, he showed me the desire that I'm fully satisfied in now where I get to, right, to right. live this thing out. Right. And I believe he'll do the same thing for you, listener, that if you seek the Lord first, you may not have a clue what it is. But your desires, your heart will begin to change because you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, right. with God. And I just testify that man, I, I don't miss basketball at all. People ask me that. And I laugh because God is so good and I want to encourage whoever's listening. I loved basketball and I played it a lot. When God told me I'm done with that, I was a little bit like, uh-oh. I had to trust in him. I had to live by faith. He And fast forward, you know, six months after being... Unemployed for a little while and seeking and trying to find jobs in all different types of areas and getting shut down. And then this comes along to be a, to be a youth pastor. I, my, the summit facility that we have youth group in has a basketball court in it. Right. And right. I'm also a gym teacher at the school. So I'm in a gym with a basketball five days a week. So right. I want to encourage you, if you have something you love, if it's, if it's an idol, if it's in the way Give it to God. Let him redeem it. Yes, and trust that yeah. God is good. He wasn't like, Adam, oh, you like basketball so much? Well, I'm number one now. Throw that out. He right. was like, hey, let me show you how you're going to use basketball, how right. you can disciple young kids by training them in basketball and teaching them about how to follow Jesus, and that's a beautiful thing. Right,
0: because nothing is wasted, so he's yeah. not going to let you spend 20 years becoming a, an amazing basketball player, and it's completely useless information. Right. That's who you are. That's... that's how you relate to people, how you converse with people, right? Yeah. So uh, or a way one way. So sure. I guess I feel uh impressed upon me to say this. Desires aren't things. Desires are feelings. So when we read that, I think a very Western civilization way to read that is take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the things of your heart, the things that you just wish you had. It's not things. He's gonna give you proper desires. He's gonna give you um yeah, he's he's gonna the give you, yeah, yeah he's gonna give you hunger for the things of him. Now I feel also like uh, in closing here, it's important to say this: you're hearing this from two guys who were in one was in a athletic world, one was in a business world, and in our personal pursuit, how that ended was we're sitting here in a church office recording a podcast in full time ministry. I am well aware that's not going to be most people's story, right? Mm-hmm. But that's okay because I believe. Um, that's not our message at all today. Like, yeah, if you just pursue God enough, you're going to end up as a pastor. That's not that's not necessarily the case at all. But what will happen is the things that you spend your time on outside of work that maybe aren't his best for you, mm-hmm. he will replace them with desires to invest in your family in new ways, mm-hmm. desires to reach out to your neighbors yeah. in new ways, desires to just all sorts of things. He will expand the boundaries of your kingdom impact. That's how I wrote it in yes. this in this chapter. That's the point. That's what we started on. We're talking about expanded boundaries. And I want to end there because the goal and the purpose of all this is that our boundaries for kingdom impact would expand. For Adam and myself, that actually did happen in the way of vocational ministry. And we're both humbled that that's the case. But for most people, I understand it's not going to necessarily be vocational ministry, but there will be, there's. I promise you, always ample places and opportunities to serve inside your local church, wherever that is. A lot of people and, need Jesus. Absolutely, and you can get involved with that. There's in the middle of this, you know, COVID nineteen global situation that we're going through. There are opportunities in every single city across America, every single hospital, mm-hmm. to uh, serve in new ways. And if you pursue God and say, "What would you have me to do in this situation?" I just believe because I've lived it and I've witnessed it with my own eyes. And the Bible tells us yeah. that He will replace your personal desires and what you want to do in this season with what He would have you to do, and there's nothing more fulfilling. Yeah. So that that is my, I guess, asterisk at the end of all this is we are not saying, although some of you, buckle up, might end up as full-time <laughs> pastors because you just never know, uh-huh. um, but... Um, I I want you to hear loud and clear. Our heart in saying this is that there is just no regrets in pursuing God and trusting him uh, and trusting that he will have your best in mind. Mm -hmm. So any other closing thoughts, Adam?
1: No, I I really like that. The kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven in your life. You don't have to have a ministry or be a pastor with the title right you will it will just start to flow through you heaven will come through your life in whatever arena you're in a job or yeah. in your
0: well, family and even to that end you have a ministry right now you know what i mean you yeah. don't have to you don't have to be called pastor so and so to have a ministry I'd we all
1: doing, i'd be doing this if i wasn't a pastor or not i love right. it cuz it's just what right. god did in our heart in my heart and i think he'll do the same for
0: yeah me. we all have a ministry i mean i even remember um when you were so we let me let me tell this story as we wrap up, and then Adam's going to be back with us next week for chapter yeah. three. So maybe we'll pick up here as well. But I remember we were doing this small group. It was an eight week, eight consecutive weeks, and so we did weeks one through seven. In the seventh week, Adam and Leah come in and say, "Hey, I got signed because he was he was not with a team. Right. I got signed, and we actually leave this weekend. So he missed the eighth and final week of the small group, and they moved." seven hours north of Erie, Pennsylvania. I thought if you went north <laughs> that long, you eventually were going south again, because you're, we're pretty much at the top of this globe, right, in the snow up here, but anyways, they go seven hours north to Sudbury, Ontario, right? Yep. It's all in there, and um, I remember him telling me, we were messaging back and forth, and I was watching his games on YouTube, which was cool, um, and he was saying how he had the chance to minister to his trainer, I think it was, yeah. or somebody. And, and and so that's just such a great example of like, basketball was the desire in his heart, but God started replacing that desire with just ministering to other people. Mm-hmm. And so while he's sitting there getting worked on by this trainer, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he had the opportunity to share his testimony and his story. And that, I think, was foreshadowing to like, this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But we all have those opportunities. We yeah. all have that. And... Yeah. Um, So anyways, that would be my encouragement to you. That's our encouragement to you. God is much more concerned with your holiness than your happiness. Mm -hmm. God is much more concerned with your um, joy than your happiness. And when we pursue Him and trust Him, He replaces the desires we have in our hearts and puts in the desires He wants us to have. And there's nothing more fulfilling. There's no regrets. And our boundaries, our role... Uh, for kingdom expansion just gets greater and bigger and there's nothing like it. So hopefully that encourages you. Uh, We'll pick this up next week. I appreciate you listening. Adam, thanks so much for being here and jumping in on this conversation. I was wondering.